0: I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor. We will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record The Business Builder Show in the studios of 943FM The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we're in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Special guest in the studio with me today is connected to Scranton, Pennsylvania, and he is Matt McGloin.
1: And Matt is a football player. Welcome, Matt. I am, and, and thank you for having me. You know, you say that, that I'm a football player, and, you know, that's, I mean, that's what I've always wanted to do. And, um, you know, going back to my high school days, you know, that's kind of... I really started to realize that you know I, I could have a future here I could you know hopefully one day play collegiately and then everybody has those dreams and aspirations to, to play professional sports one day and you know going in high school to, at West Grant and, and playing quarterback there I, I had somewhat of a successful career um, you know we, we, had, we had a very very good team and you know I always thought that you know schools would be knocking at my door but you know that, for those of you that know my story that wasn't the case. And, uh, I didn't have Make one... sure
0: that they do know your story at the end of this. That's why you're here. I Ab- want them
1: to understand a- your story, man. Go absolutely. Ahead. And that and that and that wasn't the case. I didn't have schools knocking at my door. I mean, I had some one AA schools and Division two schools, but it really wasn't the Division one schools that that I had my eye on that and that I wanted to go to. And were you expecting that? Did that surprise you that that didn't happen? It did. It, it really did. To be honest with you, because you had a heck of a career. And You know, throughout so many school. throughout yeah? so many times in my career, I thought that you know I was the guy <laughs> taking crazy pills and that. I mean, Maybe I wasn't as good as I thought I was, but you know, you looked right. at, cause I was, you know, I had the opportunity to play with some other guys that did have a lot of division one scholarships. And for me, you know, as a 17, 18 year old kid to not, you know, understand why, yeah, like what was I doing wrong? Why am I not getting looks that I think I deserve? What was frustrating for me? So yeah, Penn State's really the only school that offered me to be a preferred walk-on. You know, I'd have no scholarship, but you know, you'd be a part of the team. So, I mean without hesitation, you know, I, 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 took that and I ran with it. And a year yeah. later they put me on full scholarship. And, um, a few years later I was a starting quarterback for that program. Yeah. So kind of things with, you know, within three, four, five years, things really, really changed fast and, and quick. But you know, with that being said, I, you know, I went there and I was fifth or sixth on the depth chart as a yeah. freshman, yeah. And, you know, I ended up redshirting. Um, yeah. but it was a long journey and, and it was a tough journey, you know, yeah. a lot a lot of ups and downs, but you know, those <laughs> moments like that. And, uh, my my career at Penn State is something I definitely wouldn't change.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ask this question uh, as we go along. But so you're what you say or fifth on the depth chart at that stage. Uh, so what kept you going? Why, why why did you hang around? Why did you think you could get this done? What was dri- the driving force? You no, know, I never took a backseat to anybody.
1: And it didn't, you know, it really didn't matter whether I was a a redshirt freshman and, you know, we had a senior starting quarterback. I always thought I'm better than this guy. Like, I I (laughs) am better. I can be better than this guy and I will be. And, you know, of course, you know, at that time, I probably wasn't, you know, I was a scrawny, you know, no muscle on me, you know, freshman quarterback who thought he was extremely good. (laughs) But, you know, I, I do have to say, I think it was just that confidence that I really had, which... Able, enabled me to wake up every morning and you know work as hard as I could in the film room, work yeah. as hard as I could in the weight room, work as hard as I can in the practice field, and just kind of you know absorb as much information as I can from the people around me and from the coaching staff that I had. Yeah. And um and I like I said and you know year after year they bring in these big time recruits. You know you look at all these online websites. This guy's a five star recruit and he's got thirty offers. And this guy's a four star. Yeah. And he's got forty offers. And I was a zero star. <laughs> and I didn't have one offer. But it really didn't matter because. Every single day, I compare myself to you. I'm better than you. I don't care that you're bigger than me. I don't care your arm maybe better than you. It doesn't matter because I'm faster than you, or maybe I wasn't, but I thought it. <laughs> you thought it, and you kept working. That's it, working, working. Uh,
0: the years you were at Penn State, kind of interesting times at that point in time, was it not? And that was part. Of, I think that's part of the resiliency story. Tell me about when you were at Penn State.
1: Yeah. Um, so I started my first game, 2010, against Michigan. Um, it wasn't you know first start of home game on ESPN. Um, yeah, we ended up winning that game, and you know that year uh, we had Joe's 400th victory, yeah, for 400 NCAA win, and then in 2011 um, I was a starter for Joe's 409th victory, which was which is a record at the time. And then following that home game at Illinois, we had a bye week, and that is when, of course, the the news broke of the scandal. Yeah. Um, and Joe was fired, and you know uh, unfortunately we lost two out of our last three. Interesting times, huh? Absolutely. And um yeah. you know, you kinda sit back and you think about everything that had happened and, and how difficult it was of a time. And, you know, just knowing that yeah. that bye week right there after, you know, an incredible victory for a record and you know, what would happen after that bye week and the months leading up was just kind of the start of You know, what was the worst and darkest time in Penn State football history?
0: Yeah, my guest is Matt McGloin. He's telling a story starting at uh, West Scranton High School in Scranton, Pennsylvania, we both proudly say, right, Matt? Absolutely. And now we're in uh, the uh, part of the journey at uh, Penn State. Um, So what you're describing there is the emotional roller coaster of that. So, again, how did you, how did the team stay resilient how did you stay focused what what did that take to do that
1: well after the 2011 season um, you know we had whole new staff whole new head coach and Bill O'Brien um, there was talks of a lot of guys that wanted to transfer and leave the program but we had a pretty pretty solid senior group of guys yeah guys that came in together guys that redshirted together as freshmen so we're walking into our fifth year that this is our year yeah you know we want to go out play well but now we're under kind of a a a microscope, I guess you can say. Everybody has eyes on us. Not kind of. Yeah.
0: You're under microscope, Basically, Matt. you're living in a
1: fishbowl. Yeah. And all right. eyes on you. And, you know, I mean, I'll say this because I was there. NCAA was trying to take down Penn State. It yeah. really was. They were trying to destroy the university. They were trying to destroy the program. That's the way we felt. And, you know, of course, in the summer, the sanctions hit where you you know, they had to pay wow. back tens yeah. of millions of dollars. We were on a bull ban. Um, and, I mean, yeah. basically, you could transfer schools, but you didn't have to sit out. Yeah, I mean, friends there was were all, playing, these uh, all these different things going on. All these things that really, were added in, really which, crushing Penn State, kind of. Right? So we lost a lot of guys. We lost, I mean, ten or so players transferred different schools. And for me, you know, I had come so far. Being, this being my fifth year as a fifth year senior, this was the first time I was actually named a starter before the season. Yeah. So all that hard work and you know everything that that we're talking about and everything that that we'd gone through, this was really my year to kind of take over and be a leader. So, yeah. you know, when when things like that happen, it just says this is another thing that you need to you need to push forward through. This is another reason why you need to wake up in the morning and, and work harder than ever. Yeah, work harder, and in and no way or at any time did I ever think about leaving that school. Yeah. It ended up okay. It ended up it ended up pretty well. Yeah, you know. And fortunately for us that Bill O'Brien was the right guy for that job to kind of lead us out of that. It looks and that we way. We had yeah. the right team in place for that moment. And I can't tell you the, the amount of support you had from former alumni, from, from, from former and current students and, and from your families and yeah. kind of the way we rebounded it and, and weren't able to play at a high level and play really well. I mean, we weren't twelve and oh, but I mean eight and four felt like twelve and oh. Yeah. And, I could understand that. And it was yeah. exciting. based on the
0: context of everything. Yeah. Yeah. uh, My guest is Matt McGloin. Um, You can certainly just uh, type in his name. You're going to see Penn State. You're going to see the NFL, too. So uh, let's move there now. So we uh, we had Penn State challenging, challenging at Penn State for a bunch of reasons, and uh, that ended up okay. Then what happened? Well, here, well, here we go again. I guess you can say in kind <laughs> of way, again?
1: college was college ending was similar to a, a ending of my high school career at West. The Grand. phone
0: what didn't ring, you know, man.
1: I was an, I was an all state quarterback in high school, and you know coming in at Penn State, I had set over ten records my senior year. You know, you're talking other quarterbacks like Daryl Clark and Kerry Collins and Todd Blackledge, and I had broken all their records. Yet I can't get an invite to the to the NFL Combine. You know oh. and and again, I'm depressed. It's a head scratcher. It, yep. I mean, I never understood why. Why? Well, what, what's going
0: on? I guess why? I, I
1: wasn't big enough. You know, I so, didn't weigh uh, enough. So, I, the, uh, whatever they look at? Like, I'm barely over six feet tall. You know, I'm 210 pounds. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not so, 6'5, 235, 240. You can't teach so the size. stereotype, if you exactly. will. Were you can't looking teach at. size. Basically, you're saying, OK, Got this it. guy is this weight. Got it. He can play at this level. Now, all we do is need to teach him how to play. I mean, apparently I wasn't big enough. You know, I wasn't strong enough, but yeah. uh wasn't invited to the NFL combine. So, OK, all my goal was, was to get invited to a camp, get invited to be a part of a team. And I had a private workout with the Oakland Raiders and I probably threw 10 or 12 passes and I was immediately signed, which. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they what signed, did that mean I had no guaranteed money. I had to earn every dollar that I had. Uh, so okay. yeah, again, and I remember they had drafted a guy that year. So they had Matt Flynn was a the quarterback. They had just brought in yeah. and they paid him a pretty good chunk of money. They had Troll Pryor yeah. who again, going back, he, he had every offer yeah. you wanted coming yeah. out of high school and had a great career at Ohio state. And you know, he's still going in the NFL uh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, they had drafted a guy out of Arkansas named Tyler Wilson. So after I had signed with Oakland, I was fourth on the depth chart and, uh, you know, we're talking OTAs in mini camp, which is what your practices are yeah. um, in you know April, May and June. And, and I wasn't getting any reps. So I would get one or two wow. reps here or there at yeah. the end of a practice. So, yeah. um, but I just, you know, kept working my tail off, made the most of those one or two reps that I can get. If I'm going to get one or two reps, I'm going to complete a pass. I'm going I'm to make it. I'm going to make an impact. You're in the National Football right. League, though, Matt. But at the same time, it's just – it's not enough being there. Not enough being there. You Because want to once succeed, you get there, you get a taste of it. Uh-huh. And you want more, and you want more, and you want more reps, and you want more reps, yeah. and you want to earn it. And it's yeah. – so heading into training camp, I started to get a little bit more reps, and I can see that, you know, I was starting to surpass the kid that they had drafted that year. And, um, you know, preseason went by. Long story short, they ended up cutting the fourth-round draft pick for me, an undrafted guy. Yeah. So – And yeah, then there you are. And then – uh they had ended up cutting Matt Flynn, I think seven or eight weeks into the season. Uh, while Terrell Pryor was a starter, I was the backup, and then I ended up starting about six, six or seven games that yeah. year. Yeah, which, yeah. So you talk about again uh, somewhat of a short period of time how, how things change fast. But yeah. again, I mean, I just I never like I said, and it goes back to what you think when you show up there. I never took a backseat to anybody. It didn't yeah. matter to me if you were yeah. getting paid ten million dollars; you were getting paid a thousand dollars. Yeah. It didn't matter because I knew I was better than you, and I knew I was going to <laughs> be better you than you. You
0: knew. Me. The key word there is you knew, and you are going to prove it, so you continue to work. Now, I'm sure our audience is completely engaged listening to to your story, Matt. I hope so. Now, they are. I'm <laughs> sure they're completely. In case someone is saying, well, what's this have to do with business? Everything. <laughs> Mamagloin's story is about networking. It's about resilience. It's about toughness, mental and physical toughness. Uh, it's, it's, it has everything to do with business. So whatever you can find out about Matt Mcloin, follow the story. So here you are in Oakland. So carry me and, you know, you had a season there and kind of finished that up and then moved to, uh, you right. had a
1: couple other stints. Right. As yeah. Ago. So I played uh I spent four seasons in Oakland. Um, yeah. Four incredible, incredible years. You know, obviously, again, a lot of good times, and a lot of bad times. And there's no doubt there's moments where in the back of your head, you're doubting yourself. And even you know, coming from a guy like me, who I always talk about how confident I was and I was better than. Yeah. But at some everybody point, everybody's gonna no, at, no, going to say, what's going on? At some man? point you have your breaking point where you're yeah. thinking to yourself, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, is this worth it? Am I working my tail off each and every day for what? You know, yeah. it's not getting me anywhere right now. You know, and again, I was a starter at times and I was a backup at times and. Third string again at times. They, yeah. My second year, they brought in another guy. They wanted to be the backup. I ended up beating him out, you know. And I kind of beating people out though. Well, I mean, it's a daily like because I never look at where I'm gonna be. I guess you can say I'm always thinking. All right, I'm gonna be better than this guy today. That's another day. That's another win uh, for me. That's another win for today. Me. Exactly. Thinking about it today. No doubt. I'm ah uh, got it. That's I'm stronger cool. than him in the weight room. Got it. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of that. i completed more passes today. Yeah. I threw this many touchdowns in practice. I got sitting. it. I and love that. Day, And you need to string days together. And that's kind of the way it always had worked out for me. It, it was never, well, this is, you know, yeah. this is, I'm better than this guy. I don't know why I need to continue to prove myself to you. Yeah. It was more of a challenge to me. And I didn't care. I didn't want to prove it to anybody else because I didn't really care what you thought or what, you know, what yeah. he thought bringing this guy in. I knew I was better than him. It was more of me proving it to myself every day. Yeah. And that kind of what's always motivated me and always kept me going each and every day. All right, so uh, the Oakland Raiders ended. Well, Oakland Raiders ended. I was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, make a lot of good friends and, uh, you know, became friends with a lot of coaches that yeah. i the opportunity to play for. And then um, I signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, partially because the quarterback coach that I had in Oakland was the current quarterback coach with the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, I signed there, and um, you know, unfortunately, that journey. Didn't yeah. last as long as I had hoped it would. Um, yeah. I signed there. I thought I I thought I played as well as I could. I thought I I I, practiced. I thought You played well. Thank I watched yeah. I watched every game. Yeah. You know, I thought from, you did real well from the moment I walked in there to the to the day I was released. Yeah. You know, I, I really could say that I don't have any regrets. I never yeah. I have I've never missed a day of practice. Yeah. You know, I don't miss a, a lift. I don't miss anything in the film or anything like that. So yeah. unfortunately, I guess they decided to move in a different direction, and I guess it worked out for them. <laughs> But uh, I guess it did. Yeah, but I guess, again, you talk about overcoming obstacles and, and yeah. continuing to push forward and, and remaining optimistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was signed by the Houston Texans um, later on uh, in 2017. Former coach Bill O'Brien, who Correct. I played for at Penn State. And, yeah. you know, fortunately, again, things didn't work out there. You are still striving to stay in the NFL, correct? A- absolutely. Let's be clear on that absolutely. because you're
0: working out every day. Well, Matt McLean is a football player, correct? That's what I said at the very beginning. Exactly. Matt McLean is a football player. and that's, that's what
1: you are, and that's what you plan on being. Absolutely, and it, it doesn't stop. I still feel like I can play the game at a high level. I still think I can have a, a much longer and, and much successful career. So, day right. in and day out. I'm I'm on a strict schedule. I'm going to the gym each and every morning. I'm throwing multiple times a week and getting in a lot of workout sessions, hoping for for the best. So hopefully within the next few weeks, I'll have a job, and and, and hopefully this this story will continue. Stay here for more of the Business Builder Show with
0: Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The Predictive Index allows you to decode the complexities of your people, and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The Predictive Index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire to retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com so let's jump tracks a little bit because you have all this experience and so let's talk about the nfl and you can address this any way that you want um obviously nfl national football league is a business you probably just described it i guess by the way you're moved around or treated whatever the right words are so Give me your thoughts in terms of, describe that to me. What, do you, what, what When we say NFL is a business, how would you describe well, it? Well, it's a business, but I would, descri- it's, I would describe
1: it as it's a performance-based business. Performance-based, okay. Where I'll say that if I'm not doing my job, they're going to find somebody else that's going to do it. And so many you know other jobs. That- like business. Exactly. <laughs> you're not doing your job, you're not performing at a high level. They're going to find somebody else that's going to do it, which is why the longer you play in the National Football League, the more difficult it gets. Because why would we pay you this amount of money If you're not doing your job as well, I can pay a younger guy who I can try to develop for less money. Yeah. So you need to prove your worth day in and day out. Yeah. And again, the longer you play, the more difficult it gets.
0: Yeah. Because these younger
1: guys that show up that are going to play for less, who they think they can develop and be better than your current state. Yeah. And again, that, that what they're paying these guys and what they're paying you comes into play. Um, Reality, that's what it is. Yeah, reality, Matt. But,
0: right. You know. uh, again, I'm going to say his name, Matt McGloin. He is a football player, and he plans on being a football player. When you let's go back to the NFL, uh, what surprised you, if anything, when you got there?
1: Uh, I, 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 I guess politics still is involved. <laughs> really? You know, <laughs> believe it or not, and oh, I never, Jack. I never thought. I mean, yeah, you know, from the whole recruiting process, you know, coming out of high school and in college, where. You know, the five-star, four-star recruits, they're getting yeah. a lot more reps than you. And, yeah, you know, there's where your politics comes to play. It's crazy how it still is involved in the National Football League. Um, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, you make the most of the opportunity you get. And I've I've done that for, for as long as I can remember. And yeah. if you're good enough, they'll find you.
0: Yeah, they'll find you. Yeah. You keep – I love that thought process. Yeah. If you keep at it every single day – somebody's going to notice it has to or if else... you search for excellence then god isn't planning it i'm going to say that on the air <laughs> you know then but if you do your part you're going to get noticed in the right way uh, and it won't be favoritism it's because you are performing well because you earn it yeah yeah it's a
1: performance-based it. business you perform each and every day you earn it every day you yeah. know you don't. Know, i never look for a handout i never looked for you know anything to be given to me. Yeah. You, well, I wanted to earn it every day. You I, have. I want exactly. And like I said, I never really cared. Yeah. what anybody else thought. I just was really trying to prove it to myself.
0: As a result of the NFL, there has to be some great information out there. Stories or uh, I don't know, if stories. Uh, what did you learn that you're you're using now from that experience?
1: my college and in the NFL, what are you applying from there? When you talk about networking and everything like that. It's so much of that. It's it's I I like to think of it as football is a game inside a game because you're playing you are playing the game of football, but you know inside that facility on that practice field in the weight room, it's it's so much networking and and meeting people and learning how to take coaching from this guy and learning how to talk uh-huh. to this player, learning how to talk to that player. Yeah. Guy, a lot of guys come from different backgrounds. A lot of guys have different attitudes. A lot of guys have different personalities. Yeah. So if as a quarterback, if I throw you know, a good pass or I throw a bad pass, or it's a we one yard too far from the receiver, yeah. you know, we need to communicate. You need to learn how to communicate, communicate with one guy. You need to learn how to communicate with this guy. You need to learn how to communicate with this coach. You need to learn how to communicate with this coach. And, well, that's learning different personalities yeah well Peterson
0: kind of has an interesting story I guess uh you know in terms of his whole idea they re- referred to him as the emotional intelligence coach I don't know how much that <laughs> really applies I mean he still looks like a pretty tough guy to me uh, yeah but the the communication thing and all that kind of stuff I guess that played an important role in what they were doing absolutely and and espe- they finished
1: up especially the quarterback position you know yeah. you need to you need to develop friendships you need to develop relationships with all these guys and unfortunately for me I mean I say the majority of the coaches that, that I've that I've been able to play with, I've developed great relationship with them and you know, almost all the players that you know, you you, you don't get along with everybody. No, but you respect everybody. Yeah. You respect that you're they're there. You respect that they've worked hard enough their whole life to get into that position. Yeah. So, I mean, for, like I said, fortunate for me, um, that's how I ended up in Philadelphia was, yeah. you know, developing a relationship with a coach and, you know, hopefully and with Bill O'Brien as well in, in Houston. Um, yeah. But I mean, just because of, you know, you're friends with somebody or you have a good relationship with anything, you're a good person doesn't mean you're going to get a job. No. So, I mean, they believe in your work ethic. They believe in your talent. They believe that you're a good person. They believe that you're a good person to have in that facility day in and day out.
0: So we need to wrap up. So in addition to wanting and planning and expecting to be a football player, what else is in the future? Anything else? Well, I was a broadcast. Completely full cat. Full, I was a broadcast journalist. a major in college. Well, okay. So, you uh, want to join the staff at the Business Builder Show? I'll recruit you right here. If You I, know, when you retire. Yeah, you know, exactly. Three,
1: five years from now. I'm not ready to hang up the cleats yet. No. You know, I think I have a lot of football left to play. Um, yeah. You know, I, I really do. My work ethic is still there. The motivation is still there. Um, the want is still there. And, yeah. you know, I think as long as you have those things, you got an opportunity and that's that's the that's the right way for me to go. Yeah.
0: Matt, it's been a real treat having you. How are well, I, pre- you?
1: I appreciate I, you having me. Thank uh, you. Uh,
0: and by the way, he's leaning forward. Uh, he's tapping the table. You can tell he's all psyched up. Just talking <laughs> Exciting about talking, it, about it. talking about it. Yeah. He, he's fired up. So uh, Matt McGloin has been my guest on the Business Builder Show. Thanks so much for being with us, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show. Now stay tuned for more information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.